0: Blue
1: Wire. Hello, Fangirl Nation, and welcome to this week's episode of Fangirl Sports Network's Fangirl Playbook on Blue Wire. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, joined as always by my co-host, Stephanie McCarroll. And after a weekend that put new meaning to the words wildcard, we are on to the divisional round of the playoffs. Steph, it was a crazy weekend of playoff football
0: absolutely a really wild wild card you know I I did not expect it to go down that way um even though I had some reservations it was but it was really fun to see these teams finally duke it out you know so I I I thought it was vastly entertaining and every
1: single game was really good of course we had some pretty surprising upsets well there was the Patriots losing which actually on last week's fangirl playbook Not you, not I, and not Nick Wagner said we'd be surprised. We all said we would not be surprised if the Patriots lost, and they did with the Titans playing at a very high level. We're going to talk about that uh, when we look at their matchup against the Ravens. Of course, the Saints losing another heartbreaker. I mean, has there ever been a team that has such great regular seasons and then it's just breakers in the playoffs? Yeah, it's uh, that one surprised me. I
0: didn't. You know, I felt like the Vikings would, you know, show up. I didn't think they were just going to, like, let go, you know, or just, like, you know, bow out. But it surprised me that they couldn't get that dynamic offense going that, you know, we've seen all year. And, you know, Sean Payton is an amazing play caller. And what he did against the 49ers, for example, or some tough teams out there, um, I just thought they would perform much better. But – you know, they did have, you know, some
1: injuries and some really bad luck. They did. They definitely did, and they they just couldn't get it going. So let's start there. We'll start by previewing Saturday's divisional round games. Let's start by previewing the Vikings and the 49ers. Uh, we saw the Vikings, as you, you said, I obviously ate my words because I didn't <laughs> think the Vikings would win unless the Saints didn't show up to play. But I guess in some ways that is kind of what happened. They showed up, but they couldn't quite – get anything going but honestly real testament to the Vikings defense real right. testament to Dalvin Cook and to quarterback Kirk Cousins who took that monkey off his back a little bit that he can't win the big game and so now they go to San Francisco on Saturday 1:35 p.m pacific 4:35 eastern for those of you looking for that game at home and I think listen as a number one seed you're preference is going to be to play the number six seed and i think the 49ers are probably very happy not to have to play the seahawks again this weekend but that vikings defense did look tough and i think the 49ers are favored by about a touchdown and i think that's probably a fair favoritism for lack of a better term (laughs) Um, but you know that vikings defense showed up and did not mess around and it will be interesting to see how that all works out this weekend yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I I knew that they had a lot of people getting
0: healthy at the right time. And, of mm-hmm. course, Kirk Cousins, you know, was a, a bit of a shocker there. Um, but, you know, I think it kind of takes away, you know, the the talking points that he doesn't show up necessarily in big moments. I mean, he did. He did he what did. he had to do. And, uh, you know, I was happy for him to a certain extent because, you know, that that's hard to be in this league for that long. And he obviously was, you know, really close to becoming a 49er. I have been following his career, and it didn't come to fruition. But, you you know, you never want to see a player, you know, just kind of fade away, like, you know, in the sunset when they've had so much to do in the league. But, um, you know, arguably, they have the best running back in the league. They have two really good wide outs. Their pass rushers are were just shockingly good. And... I think, I mean, I still think that the 49ers are going to win this, but I don't, I don't think that they should be underestimated as in the past that they have been.
1: I agree with that. And you brought up that they have arguably the best running back in the league. I think for this game, there are going to be a couple of keys, and these are not uh, groundbreaking guys. So I'm just, I'm <laughs> going to state what might seem like the obvious, but I think it will really come down to Dalvin Cook and George Kittle. These are the two major playmakers. Both of these teams have other playmakers and weapons, but these are the two major playmakers for these teams. The 49ers, though, have, I believe, the top-ranked passing defense in the league and the second-ranked defense. Their run defense is ranked 17th. Now, that being right. said, they get some people back this week. Uh, they they should have. I, I shouldn't say for sure. But in theory, hopefully, they'll have a healthy D forward, and hopefully they'll have a healthy Jaquaski Tart, of course, play safety. And then there were reports that linebacker Quan Alexander could see action on Saturday. Originally, there were reports that the hope was maybe a championship game should they win, but there have been reports, I believe, from Adam Schefter over the weekend that showed said that he might be back. That will make a difference, make a difference for this defense. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to come down to those two big playmakers. But I do feel a healthy 49ers defense Throwing in George Kittle, they're just not going to be able to cover everybody. And right. I think with the way the 49ers use Kyle Buschek in the fullback, it creates problems for teams because you can't, you can't cover both of them. Uh, and they both make plays and they both contribute to that offense in a variety of ways, not just in playmaking but in blocking. So I, I think that will make the difference in this game. But it, it should actually be a pretty well fought game.
0: Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I know that there were some articles from PFF, and, you know, I really appreciate stats. I'm a big stats fan. But um, one, of their, one of the stats they said was Kittle was going to have a really hard time because Vikings is number one at shutting down the tight end. However, I don't really feel like – I know he's a tight end, George Kittle. But right. he's almost everywhere, and he plays everything – he has—he's the most effective player you have on offense, including wide receivers, mm-hmm. and he's almost like a wide receiver and a tight end, and he blocks and he does this, so, you know, and he's everywhere. So I just think he's um, not just your typical tight end there. So I, I think that they definitely have a leg up there on with that. And um, that being said, you know, it really is going to come down to whether or not. 49ers can execute on offense because sometimes they're on and sometimes they're off. So you really have to, because I think that they're going to win on defense hands down. Um, and I'm excited about Quan Alexander coming back potentially. If, if
1: yes, if it happens. Yeah,
0: potentially. But, you know, all those things, I think they still win on defense all the way around, but it is can Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo perform like we know they can?
1: I would say yes. I have I have a feeling yes, and I, I do think they win those matchups. But as we like to say, that's why they play the game <laughs> any given Saturday. And then later on that any given Saturday, uh, we will have in the AFC the Titans taking on the Ravens. Of course, the Titans are coming off their win over the New England Patriots. Certainly not the same type of Patriots team that we have seen in the past, but no easy feat bringing down that dynasty not to get dramatic it doesn't take anything away from the dynasty (laughs) but it's a big deal to knock tom brady bill Belichick, and the patriots out in the first round of the playoffs so titans playing at a a huge level going or a a high level going into baltimore now of course a huge part of that win was the play of derrick henry who had 204 yards from scrimmage uh he had a touchdown he was a big part of that he is against going against a ravens defense that is very, very strong. And, of course, the Titans defense is going to have to contend with Lamar Jackson. But um, I don't know. I, I kind of see this one being a little bit of a Ravens. Maybe not blowout, but maybe a blowout. Sorry, yeah. Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want, I, I want, uh, want v- Rabel to get mad at me, though, because that guy's yeah, right. know, he's intense. He's intense. I, <laughs> I
0: mean, honestly, like, I would be shocked. I would be dumbfounded. I would – I –
1: just, um, I found it is such a great I word. To, <laughs> I, I I
0: just couldn't. I would. I just couldn't imagine the Titans pulling off enough upset of this caliber. You know, um, Titans are tough, and it makes me feel a little bit better about being a Jaguars fan girl, to be honest. Fair. You know, you see, oh, okay. uh, to the AFC South, you know, pulling it in there, and you know that's who they played against. So, and they played them tough. So, you know, it's. Like you said, you never know what's going to happen in the football game. And, you know, it's all about matchups. But, you know, it was interesting to see because I've watched these teams so many times. And it's all coming together at the right time. I don't think they're necessarily going to, you know, beat the Ravens. But, you know, they're – you never know. I mean, you would never know how good someone's going to perform. And they're looking pretty good.
1: They are looking pretty good. I just think the Ravens are just too tough a team, top to bottom. Of course, Lamar Jackson is, I mean, almost impossible to contain. I mean, he's just, mm-hmm. he's incredible that way. You throw in a little Mark Ingram, and then you throw in a really strong Ravens defense. So, right. ew, and the Titans have to travel to Baltimore, and ew. But, hey, you never know, but I, I would say right. that re, the, the Ravens, uh, win this game and, and probably pretty handily. But that doesn't take anything away from the Titans. And if we remember how they started the season and replaced Marcus Mariota with Ryan Tannehill, and Ryan Tannehill really right. has done a yeoman's job at leading that offense, uh, a lot is going to fall on his shoulders because he only had to throw the ball, I believe, 15 times uh, on Saturday or something like that. <laughs> uh, so a lot more is going to fall on his shoulder this week. Uh, you know, we'll see. But I would be, agree with you, shocked and dumbfounded. Should the Ravens not come out <laughs> victorious and uh, not come out victory. And I feel more confident saying that even than my Saints Vikings comment last week, which I did, in fairness to me, I did say after I said it, you guys know that since I said that, the Vikings will <laughs> win the <this> game. <laughs> so, was, I thought of you immediately. Well, thank I you thought
0: of you immediately when I was watching
1: the. Watching the game, I'm like, this can't be happening. What, happen but, you, but you know what? You're welcome, Vikings fans and Vikings fangirl. You're welcome. I'm <laughs> 49ers fans, I think, for that yes. matter. I mean, facing the Saints is it,
0: an uphill battle, period. So, well, and that, I mean, yes, yeah, so they're,
1: they're not going to have to face the Saints and they're not going to have to face Seattle this weekend so let's actually look at that Seattle game let's move over to the Sunday games and we'll start with the NFC before we get to talk about my favorite my other favorite quarterback Deshaun Watson but we'll get to that in just a little bit Uh, first it pains me to say this Steph and I think it will pain you to hear it but I think you'll agree that Russell Wilson is really something else (laughs) I mean, yeah. he's really credible. as is DK Metcalf, and I don't want to take anything away from him because what a game that rookie wide receiver had. But you just can't count out a Seahawks team. I mean, this Seahawks team, everything should be counted against them. Granted, they were playing a Philadelphia Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles game, team. Let me start that sentence all over again. Philadelphia Eagles team that was as injury-riddled as they were. And then, of course, Carson Wentz going out early after that controversial hit from Clowney that I think we'll all wonder why that wasn't flagged, but it wasn't. So they lost their starting quarterback, and, of course, that made a big difference. But, you know, Russell Wilson just finds a way to get it done. He does. He does. I don't even know how he does it at times.
0: I mean, there's times when I'm like, they're on him, they're on him, you know, hang in there, and I don't even know how – he's just slippery. I mean, that's all I can think of. You know, he's just – you know how you're trying to hold on to something and you can't because you know it's just so slippery that's how i think of russell wilson and he's you know arguably not my favorite
1: <laughs> i don't even <laughs> think i don't even think arguably I <laughs> yeah i don't even think we could say arguably i think we could just say he's not your favorite <laughs> <laughs> right, And and am saying that as gently as i can
0: it's just you know it's, you know it's been a long road you know watching him and but you know you have to give credit where credits due. Um, he did really well. He was able to. I don't, and I don't know how he does it. I, there's some things I'm just just so shocked about. But he finds a way, and you know you have to give it to a player who does that. And you know it. You know seeing that, and I was really I'm really disappointed with Wentz going down because that offense was looking really really good. You know the last four mm-hmm. games. And I really felt sorry for the guy, and it was unfortunate. I think even in 1980, that's still a 15-yard penalty. <laughs> like I don't care what I you agree. say. Like even back then, this had to do with the new, you know, QB rule. But even given the take, like Quan Alexander, Miles Jack got, you know, kicked out of the game. I think week one, week two, and it was like a mirror image. They were both on the run the qbs you know mm-hmm. so they were considered runners and you know i've heard all the excuses that that why that shouldn't be called because you know they were runners they became runners but that's what happened with when you know when Quan alexander knocked out um winston so yes, i, I, I looked at it like and I, I still can't believe that that was you know even discuss that way. I just thought it was just so hands down. But not only that, like I felt like, um the way that everything just handed, it it you know, it just didn't go well for the Eagles. And I felt bad I felt bad for their fan base, but they won a Super Bowl as of late. So I'm
1: not I don't I'm, eh, I'm okay. That's true. <laughs> that's true that's getting ahead to this week the Seahawks will now travel to the frozen tundra of Lambeau field they are mm-hmm. the late game on Saturday or on Sunday excuse me. So they're the late game on Sunday so it is going to be really flipping cold in Green Bay
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: so that that's just and for their fans but they're used to it but I do think that's a little bit of uh, advantage for the Packers. Granted, they went to Philadelphia yesterday, or on Sunday, and the Seahawks were fine. But still, I think that's an advantage for the Packers. But this will be kind of an interesting game. So you have the Packers defensive end, the Smiths, that are not related, Preston Smith and Zedaria (laughs) Smith. So you have their defensive ends who should be able to bring pressure to Russell Wilson. The Seahawks run game has been spoken of very frequently. As we know, they've signed two running backs that played for the team in 1980, not exactly, but, <laughs> but they have, as you oh, said, you brought up the product of 1980. Um, but so that, you know, that's, but it's interesting because you have Russell Wilson playing at a super high level. You have Aaron Rodgers, who's Aaron Rodgers, and playing at a high level but not maybe the level that Russell Wilson is. But they have an X factor on that team, and that is running back Aaron Jones. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's- it's going to be – I think it's going to be a great game. I mean, let me just say that. I, I agree. I think Packers definitely have the edge. Um, I think they're only favored to win by, like, three or four or something like that. So, um, I mean, with all that being said, what I do like about Green Bay is they're not even looking ahead to, like, the NFC championship game. They are really focused on beating Seattle. I mean, that's what is in their sights, and I I really think – that if everything you know goes right and they hit on all cylinders, I think they can easily beat Seattle, but that but I really feel like Seattle's always an x factor you know there's yeah. always something there that they just pull it's kind of like the Patriots of the NFC you know they yeah. find some way some weird, it bounces off someone's helmet, you know, and fits somebody yes, right so, in the
1: chest. Unless we forget so. the 2014 NFC Championship game between the Packers <laughs> and the Seahawks, where that exactly happened. <laughs> right.
0: So, you know, you never know. I'm excited to watch it. Obviously, I'm, I'm pulling for the Packers because the 49ers so, you know, beat them so quickly. But then they'll have to face the Packers again. But I feel like it's a little bit better odds than Seattle. <laughs>
1: Well, the 49ers and Seahawks, so first, so assuming, not assuming, but if the 49ers win Saturday, and we talked a lot last week, is it written in the stars for the 49ers and Seahawks to meet one more time, it does feel rather uh, serendipitous if they were to meet again in the NFC Championship game, uh, this time in San Francisco, not in Seattle. But first, both teams have games to win this weekend, uh, and I think with much like we talked about with the Vikings and the 49ers coming down to the X factors. As you said, Seattle is an X factor just on their own. But I think you know the play of DK Metcalf I know. can't be underestimated, and so they now to have a wide receiver like that, you know, opposite uh, Tyler Lockett, it just it adds a little something else. Um, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of feel like Seattle's going to win this game, not by a lot. I, but I do kind of feel like they're going to win this game. I agree with you. I'd rather the Packers win, assuming the 49ers win on Saturday. The 49ers don't win on Saturday. I don't really care who wins this game, but um, <laughs> nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless um, I guess I would still, pi- I still would root for the Packers just on principle. Thank you. Um, but I would, have, I would have less interest. But you know, we'll see at the end of the weekend. Is Is it it truly, as Nick Wagoner from ESPN said last week, written in the stars for these teams to meet again? We shall see. Uh, So that is going to be a very fun one to watch. And then the other Sunday game, a game that is also close to my heart, as as all of you know, Uh, my man, my (laughs) other favorite quarterback, Deshaun Watson, will be taking on my other man, my homie. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. This is actually gonna be, I didn't, you know, it just occurred to me I'm gonna have a real struggle on Sunday morning. Um, but that is gonna be I mean I, really, I mean, I really am. Uh that is gonna be a super fun game to watch. Uh in week six, these teams met with the Texans coming out victorious, but you did not have a fully healthy Patrick Mahomes, and I would say the Chiefs' defense has improved pretty dramatically since week six yeah 100%
0: and they had that week off and you know it's hard you know for to go on the road and you're asking Houston to do this it's going to be extremely hard i feel personally i think Kansas City has one of the toughest stadiums to play in right. um and I, I you know i never count out uh Andy Reid or Mahomes i mean they have so many weapons that offensively. You know, they can just make anybody look horrible. That being said, like Houston's defense is really showing up and I love seeing JJ Watt out there. I mean, it was just fun again. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. football's fun, you know, just watch, you know, you can't not cheer for him, you know. So, you know, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people think, but I have to give the edge to Kansas city because, you know, having to go on the road, you know, two weeks in a row,
1: well, it's, they won't be – Houston was home on Sunday. Oh, yeah, you're or right. I and mean, this past that. Saturday. Excuse me, this past Saturday they were home. So they had, right. they had a tough-fought game, but they were home. Yeah, you're right. I
0: was thinking um, Patriots had it, but you're right. Okay,
1: sorry. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That is okay. But it's still still having to go on the road after a tough-fought game. The Chiefs had a week off, um, having mm-hmm. to go on a road to Kansas City. as you're, you're right, Arrowhead is one of the toughest stadiums to play in for, for sure. Uh, It will certainly not be an easy matchup. I think the other thing to really look at is I believe that on Saturday. That can't happen against the Chiefs. They're going to have to figure out a way – to protect him. Because, you know, as I said earlier, this Chiefs defense, I think, has improved dramatically since week six. And I think the Chiefs defense is something that over the last couple of years has really been knocked in that their offense plays so well and the defense, right. not so much. But we're seeing that even out a little bit, you know, over the last several weeks and going into the playoffs. So I, the, the Texans certainly have their work cut out for them. And the Texans are kind of an interesting team because they're a team that dominated the Patriots on Sunday night football, and then the next week lost, you know, to a team who was not nearly as good as they are. And so it's kind of which Texans will show up. And we saw that a little bit on Saturday between the two halves. You know, one Texans team mm-hmm. showed up in the first half, and another team showed up in the second half. And I think in Kansas City, they cannot get down 16 nothing. you know, going into the half. That's just, it's not going to be the same. same. And have to protect my QB, my QB, he's now become my QB. They're going to have to protect my QB. And love all the quarterbacks. To, I do. You know, I just, I love, I love a quarterback. They run, they throw, such versatile people. I love it. Seriously, you love all the quarterbacks. I am a person quarterbacks are my jam <laughs> go QVs. I'm like I'm all in um but I do but but Deshaun Watson. I just think he's so fun and like the magician we saw the other night and he does so many good things in the community and all the things but you're right quarterbacks are kind of my jam what are you gonna do how Ty- I roll. I'm gonna to have to accept it at this point in my life. Um, but I think I think this is gonna be a really fun game. I think we're gonna have another really great weekend of football. I mean, looking at all these matchups, except yeah. maybe the Titans Ravens, I think we're gonna have three very close well fought games.
0: Yeah, I you I know mean, I'll agree with you there. I don't I you know, I I don't even know what to say really about Tennessee. I'm kinda of shocked, you know, to be honest that you know they've made it through this far and two teams from the AFC South did was not it was, i was not expecting that so you know it, you never know but um i'm excited to watch like i'm real like every single game i didn't even want to do
1: my um get a manicure because i can feel like <laughs> i'm gonna mess it up <laughs> you know what you guys that is the most fangirl statement ever and i love everything that's like everything we stand for you know like that just really that summed it up and I love I just love Hold that. On to your that. Manicures. That, you know, we love our manicures and we love our football and which one wins out and I think more often than not it's the football. Right. But, you know, I know though I will tell you several years ago I used to um do my own nails while watching Braves games. It was oh, like wow. something I just enjoyed doing. <laughs> I, would have I actually watching.
0: used to do that with baseball too, which is interesting. Um on my toes. I would always do my toes while watching baseball. Well,
1: because okay. you don't have to pay quite as close attention all the time. And it's long. It's like yeah. a long game, you know. Yeah. So it gives you plenty of time, and it gives you something else to do during the three-hour excursion of people getting up to bed and sitting down <laughs> and maybe hitting a home run, maybe getting a double, you know, all the things. Um, <laughs> so that was, that was fun. Well, that, of course, brings us to our favorite part of the podcast that we forgot to do last week, but not because we don't love it, just because it was New Year's Eve, and I think we just – Got excited by 2020. Turf, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we just got totally, totally off. But we are here, we are now time. Let me start that over again, too. It is now time for Fangirl Says, who's hot, who's not? Steph, who wants to go first?
0: I'll go. I'll, I'll start with my hot, and it's definitely okay. the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they came out of nowhere, in my opinion. I thought they performed extremely well. They were so hot. And I think that they're going in to this game, not totally cold, but they're, they're definitely on a high. So I think that the Minnesota Vikings are definitely hot. And I'm very proud to say that the New England Patriots are not hot. <laughs> they are not. <laughs> um, you know, it was like, you know, they've had this really amazing season all year. They went in, you know, but I, you know, you have to like say, you know, they wouldn't basically, their schedule was pretty weak. I think it was the weakest in the entire league. However, when it really came down to it, they just didn't execute. And it was shocking to see uh, Belichick, who just chose no emotion whatsoever, totally collapse. So they're my not hot.
1: <laughs> totally fair. I cannot argue with you on that. Uh, my hot is going to probably surprise you a little bit. But it's actually going to be Seattle coach Pete Carroll. Because the other X factor that the Seahawks have is their coach, as much as it pains me to say that. But I do believe he is a master at getting the most out of the talent he has. That could end this weekend. I I don't know that this team is going to make it to the Super Bowl. But he's got an injury-riddled team. He is that should not be performing at the level level they've been performing at. And, yes, there's Russell Wilson, and, yes, there's DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and and all of that, but I do believe that Pete Carroll is a master at giving his team the best chance to perform the best they can, and he is also a master at the second-half adjustment. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it to that. And, I mean, I almost want to give the not not hot to his poor piece of gum, but (laughs) (laughs) – Because that poor piece of gum has just been through the ringer, and I feel bad for it. But instead, I'm going to give not hot to Josh Allen and the Bills, because I think we oh. saw the difference yeah. in an experienced playoff team and an experienced quarterback. And that's not necessarily his fault. I think he will learn a lot from this game. But when you are up 16 nothing at halftime, right. it's pretty – sad to lose and he the game i think i tweeted that the game was the full josh allen experience and i think we did get the full josh allen experience but i think that's Mm -hmm. not hot but that might help him to be hotter in the future so i'm gonna go with that (laughs) that's there's my positive spin on that yeah Um, he had a good season though he had a good run he did he had a good run they had a good run and you know hopefully they'll continue into next year because it was you know fun to fun to see them do that uh, so, with that, I think that concludes this week's Fangirl Playbook. Uh, we will be tweeting and watching football all weekend, so make sure to follow me at Fort Anners Fangirl and Steph at Jaguars FGSN. Absolutely. And other than that, that's what we got. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review, and we will talk to you next week when we will be previewing the AFC and NFC Championship games. Goodbye, Fangirls. Bye.